The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is The Mickey Allison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. The beginning of this show starts with love will lead to action. And love will lead to action. And if we do follow that love leading to action, we can literally change the world. And I believe that uh, uh, we have the ability through our dollar a day program. And I'm going to hit on this a little bit at the beginning of the show. By the way, I'm Mickey Ellison, if you're wondering. Since this is the Mickey Ellison show, I assume you assume that anyway. But um, earlier this week, I I wrote a piece on on my website, MickeyEllison.com, talking about student loan debt. And that's an area that we're going to hit on today. And, And you know, it's not just because of the issues with debt. It's because of the issues with what's happening to our kids and, and, and those things. And, and I'm going to talk a, a little bit. Actually, I'm going to read a little bit from what I wrote for those of you who are not going to go out there and look at it and, and read it yourselves. But uh, um, it, it starts off like this. Um, if you've listened to the Mickey Ellison Show or followed what we're doing through the Road to Complete Fitness, you know I absolutely hate debt. I think it comes from the pit of hell. We as, as a society are drowning in it, and debt controls many aspects of our lives. Some would like to move on to a new career. Some have, have family issues in, in different parts of the country because we've come, become so mobile. I, I, I look at having to deal with this one day in, in my life because we moved to Wichita, Kansas from South Carolina while my parents are still in South Carolina. And, and if we have issues, if they start having health issues or, or, or problems of that nature, we could easily be torn and having to go back to South Carolina to possibly help them out. While at the same time, my wife's family is her mom's in Wichita, her dad's in Arkansas. And we can't do some of those things sometimes because we're drowning in debt. People can't retire because they're drowning in debt. Um, and and you, you may have a great job opportunity somewhere, somewhere else that's paying a little bit less money. But you can't leave what you're doing, so you've become slaves to it. And in the piece, I actually wrote, my life for the last 20 years is documented in my book, The Road to Complete Fitness, was and still is to an extent controlled by debt. There were sleepless nights, possibly undiagnosed depression, and panic attacks that felt like I was going to have a heart attack at 28 years old. Um, Had no energy. Had times when it was trouble trouble to get out of bed. And I, I think that the peak of all of that wound up with me weighing 250 pounds, which is why there's the fitness part of complete fitness. 
Um, and, and I don't talk about it a lot, which I probably should more. Um, and it's something that I have a hard time showing, doing. I, I don't like to post pictures with my shirt off and all those things because I, I, I just have some personal beliefs against not doing that. But the, the we will start to focus a little bit more on that. But I'm going to continue to write. I had no energy. And over a period, a period of years, my weight peaked at over 250 pounds. I'm only six feet tall and actually 5'11", but my program of Vanderbilt is six feet tall because it sounds better. And there were times I just wanted to give up. I, I never seriously considered taking my own life, but there were times when I'm going, my parents, my family, not my parents, but my wife would be much better off if she had never met me, if she didn't have to suffer through this with me. And... Um, you know, at 29, we had we had our first kid. Jordan was born, and, and which gave me more reason to keep going, and more reason to to lead to what we're doing doing now. Because I don't want to see people suffering through through debt like we have for the last 20 years. And, and and it is a mission of mine to find millions of people, not 19. I really appreciate the 19, and I'm going to call you out by first name on the on the show and say thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. And our guest today is Alicia Smith, who is one of the first to give a dollar a day. And whether she knows it or not, she has been um, inspiration and, and help that has continued helped me to continue to move on with what we're doing. Because, you know, I, I've mentioned on the show there a couple of times that. After our first event in South Carolina, there was there was a girl that was following us from Pennsylvania that, frankly, uh, hey, Alicia, by the way, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey. The, that I, I, and I don't know exactly how this worked out, but I, there was this girl following us. And I honestly, Alicia, I didn't ask you who you were because I was going, am I supposed to know her? Because, you know, I am 43 years old. I was 43 when we started the road to complete fitness. And I... People have moved on, and I knew some militias growing up. I just didn't know what their married name was, and and finally, I I, I just I think I just asked, "Do I know you?" And yeah. and you have been a blessing to me. I'm going to continue to read what what I wrote, and then I'm going to I'm going to bring you in to talk a little bit about student loan debt because that is the the area that we are going to hit, and we're going to hit it really hard because I hope there are people listening out there that have kids that are drowning in. I don't want you to have kids drowning in, in, in student loan debt, but if you have kids that are drowning in student loan debt, or if you are one of those people who have drowned in, in student loan debt, or you fight with it each and every day, you are the people that can help us move, take this movement to another level where millions of people join us and give a dollar a day, where hopefully I get a chance to come back to Pennsylvania to, to not only get it doing it at a nationwide level, but doing it at a local level where we can start hitting these colleges and, and helping these kids to not be slaves to debt as we were. But I continue to write, there are millions like me, but at least I was out of school before I began to pile up the mountain of debt. And that just isn't the case anymore. Um, according to the college, the Institute for College Access, this was in 2012, 71% of all students graduating from four-year colleges had student loan debt. Now, that doesn't even take into account the people who have student loan debt that didn't even graduate. They represent 1.3 million students graduating with debt, up from 1.1 million in 2008, and 0.9 million, 900,000 in uh, in 2004. In 2012, 66% of the graduates from public colleges had student loans. 75% of the, the graduates from private 
nonprofit colleges have student loans, and 88% from for-profit colleges have student loans. The average debt from 2008 to 2012 went from $23,450 per student to $29,400. That's a 25% increase in a four-year period of time, or how many years is that? That's four years. I'm assuming the number is probably a little bit larger today in what was supposed to be one of the greatest recessions ever, but yet the price of college continued to go up. And one of the things I wrote about in the in the intro to the to the show or the 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 show description is we're going to talk about how that debt itself that your kids are are piling up is actually causing the cost of college to go up. I actually have a piece over here that I'm going to talk a little I'll add to it as well. And this one guy's trying to tell me that student loans aren't driving the cost of college up. And I call BS on him. I don't care what he says on this thing. It, let's take every single person that has a student loan right now that's getting ready to borrow for student loans going into the fall semester of 2015, and every one of them say no and do it for an entire year and see what happens to the price of college. You might actually see some colleges go out of business, which might not be a bad thing. But in, in writing this, um, I didn't want to get caught up in all the statistics because those numbers can just cause us to, to, to glaze over. And what I wrote after that was enough with the statistics. We can stare at these statistics in horror forever, and nothing will ever be done to right this wrong. These are real people, not numbers, and together we can fight this evil. Bankrate.com actually had what they called the three worst um, – what they call the three terrifying student – loan horror stories and we're going to talk i'm going to talk about those as well and the reason i've asked alicia to come on to the show with us today is because alicia has personal experience with student loan debt as well and she's still dealing with it today and when i'm reading some of these things it, it did it's not just the story that really starts to bug me it's the solutions to some of these stories that that i hear um one of them was a uh, it was a kid uh, I, I use this kid loosely Let's use that number, uh, that name loosely. In 2009, he borrowed 25,000 in federal loans and 75,000 in private loans to pay for a jazz guitar degree from the University of Arts in Philadelphia. First of all, somebody should have pulled this kid aside and said, um, "You know, Chubby Checker or whoever these guys are that played jazz, they didn't learn how to do that at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia." So. We need to also pull kids aside and say, look, you're going into a field that doesn't dictate that you're going to make enough income to pay for those student loans. So why not look for a diff different route? Um, if, you're going, you know, if you're going to be a teacher that's making thirty, forty, dollars maybe $50,000 a year, going to a school that I went to and fortunately didn't have to pay for because of baseball, to pay $50,000 a year for that job doesn't make any sense makes absolutely no sense. And this guy actually writes in here, he says, I wish I had that information um, and that we were talking about, that someone want to talk to him. If you have this degree, what generally, what generally do people make from it? The federal government loan has been cool with deferments and forbearances. And looking at my income, I don't know why I assume that that's what all the loans would do. Now, there's a difference. You have federal loans, and then you have you have private loans. And, and Alicia, do you have do you have each, or do you have one or one or the other? Alicia, all of all of my loans are are federal. Yeah. Okay, and, and there's different rules with with the uh, the loans that are private. But you yeah. know, one thing that I saw on here is is um, he could call the lenders 
to lower the payments. Uh, and, and yes, that'll help temporarily, but it doesn't fix the problem. The problem is that if you defer those payments, the interest is still is still growing. So the thing is, you wind up with a bigger bill later on down the line. So what we're trying to do with the dollar a day program in, in debt and actually starting to focus in on, on student loan debt is to eliminate it and to start teaching people at an earlier and earlier age the evils, the evils of debt. There's another one in here where there's a guy named Jeremy Cooper. This is from, of all places, bankrate.com, um, giving us advice on, on borrowing money when their whole reason for existence is helping people borrow money. But Jeremy Cooper took classes at several schools before graduating with an associate degree in web design from Bryant and Stratton College in 2004. Borrowing 45000 in federal and private loans, um, Cooper says he hasn't been able to get a job in web design because everything that I learned from the degree has become obsolete even before I graduated because technology moves so fast. Cooper's fallen behind on his loan payments, and the private debt has nearly doubled to $88,000. Despite working full-time, uh, a full-time day job and part-time night jobs, scaling his expenses to the bare minimum, Cooper says he does not see a way out of default. With federal loans, borrowers such as Cooper may – again, here's the advice. Borrowers such as Cooper may be able to find relief in one of the government's income-driven repayment programs, which cap loan payments according to your monthly paycheck. They don't cap the amount that you have to pay later. And then there was one that I absolutely despise because this is the, the, the this is the, the the advice just blows me away. It was I wrote it actually in the in the article and uh, let me find it real quick. And it says another article promotes the idea of a new program that will discharge any remaining federal debt loan. Our federal loan debt for borrowers who have been employed full-time in public service positions for 10 years. On the surface, that sounds good. But what did we do? Did we just sell our kid into uh, into servitude for our actual government? What what are what what was that called, Alicia? Back in in the in the old days. Um, uh, oh, did I write it on here? I might actually. Um, oh, indentured servants. In order to pay all their debts, they had to go back and work for some work for a government. Now, does it, on the on the surface it sounds pretty good, but think about this: for the rest of us that are out there in society, okay, where he's working a public service a service job, which means that the rest of us are paying this person to work, and at the end of those ten years, he's going to get to write off the loan that you and I had to pay back, or does it just go into thin air? Does that it doesn't make any sense? So. What, what I believe is that we've got to teach kids, don't go in debt. Don't go in debt, and, and if, you, if you are, understand what you're getting into. Because here's the thing. I didn't completely understand it at 24 years old when we started the, started the business. I definitely wouldn't have understood it at 18. I can remember times my wife, who worked at a Kentucky Fried Chicken in Hayes, Kansas, talking about someone that worked with her that – was getting student loans, but he was buying a car with the student loans. How the heck does – I don't even know how that works. How do you uh, uh, – Alicia is going to enlighten me a little bit more on the student loan um, information when we get back from, from the break, and I'm going to let her talk a whole bunch in the next break because you guys are probably tired of hearing me talk. But 
we have got to get a handle on the student loan debt. We've got to start teaching kids that, you know, maybe we need to wait a little bit longer. You know, this, this kid right here that, that has the uh, um, web design, what if he had gone to work for somebody like Google? You think he would have actually fallen behind in the technology? No. It, I work in the financial services industry. There's not one freaking thing that I learned at Vanderbilt University that helped me in this job. In fact, the only thing that's helped me to, to the point where I'm at right now is 2008. I started in this industry to help people, at least I thought I was helping people, in, in, in investing. And it was pretty cool because, frankly, the market just seems to go up all the time. And that's what we were told in the, in, in the 90s. And I was going to get paid to just to put people into investment products to go up 9 or 10% every year. And I get paid to do that? And then 2008 hit. And the education that I got from my earlier life in the failed business on debt was magnified by what happened in 2008. Because 2008, it, it, it was one thing and one thing only. It was debt. And here's the thing, guys. We have the power. We have the power and the ability to get a handle at least on the personal debt. I don't know what to do about the 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 state debt and the municipality debt and the federal debt and all those things. And, and frankly, focusing on that is, is going to get us nowhere. Um, but we can, if millions of people would join us doing $1 a day to help someone else out of debt, we would see changes that I can't even imagine what it is. But for whatever reason, at this point, we only have 19. And I want to say a quick thank to these, thanks to these 19, then we're going to go to a break. Um, Rhonda, I'm going to actually say her whole name, Rhonda Alexander Hightower, Jane Wiltrip, who is my best friend, um, two Aaron's, uh, Aaron L and Aaron T, Amber Fry, Trisha, Fran, Tiffany, Neil, Lori, Alan, you, Alicia, Mark, um, Michael Gowan has been on the show, Deidre, and we also have a group of people who aren't on Facebook with Boyd and, and, and Rita um, from from uh, Wisdom Hunters that have actually contributed. We also have a, another person um, a, a, that has given, and it's been a fantastic thing, David Simpson and his wife as well. Folks, when we get back from this break, we're actually going to bring Alicia on to the show to talk about her experience with student loan debt, which is current. It's not a story of the past. Hope you'll join us then and hope you, you will be inspired enough to join us and ask us questions on how to be a part of a dollar a day where we literally are going to change the world because guys, alone we can be strong, but together we become powerful. See you in a minute. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Dance Talk Radio has come to Voice America. Join host Tracy Marciniak and her celebrity guests every week for a show that takes you inside the world of dance. What's it like working with stars like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift? The experts share their stories and the behind-the-scenes secrets. Plus, inside tips to become a better dancer, instructor, or studio owner. 
Dance on over to the Voice America Variety Channel every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific for Dance Talk Radio. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for You with Arvind Vora, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. I am Mickey Ellison, and today we are attacking student loan debt. We're putting out some statistics, but folks, if you don't join us in helping us fight it, we're going to leave a lot of people out there that are alone. Some of you listening to the show have kids that, that are suffering through student loan debt, or you're suffering through it yourself. So coming together using Philippians 2, 3 through 4, doing nothing out of selfish ambition but putting the interests of others above self, this is one of the keys to actually being able to fight this monster that is debt that eventually, if not taken care of, could potentially drown the entire economy. And um, – in doing this, I actually asked uh, my my friend since uh, October, uh, Alicia Smith, to come on to the show. This crazy girl that was following us when we did our first event and was uh, – I don't know if she's regretting it yet. Hopefully not uh, – of inviting me up to Pennsylvania um, back in back in December. Um, but Alicia Smith is joining us. Alicia is uh, – I, I, can, I consider one of – even though we don't talk a lot, a true friend. Uh, she did things in, in the beginning to help us actually get a, a website up and running, and it is still is still operational. We are – I'm trying to figure out how to uh, to get a few more things added to that so that we can add some um, combining uh, my show page with, with the Complete Fitness page and actually the Road to Complete Fitness. But I asked Alicia to come on today, and she, she's been on a couple times in the past to, uh, to talk about some of her struggles. I mean she's a Beachbody coach. Um, and, and, and does a fantastic job of helping people to, to live healthier, happier lives. But she's also dealt with student loan debt as well. And, and you actually had an event, I think, Alicia, that uh, most people are – maybe they don't understand what happens when if you actually have to get to the point where you have to file bankruptcy and what happens to your student loan. So welcome to the show, and tell us a little bit about your experience with debt and student loan debt specifically. Yes, awesome. So I um, I did what most people do. I, I grew up with a, a pretty good life, but um, when it came time to go to college, um, my parents encouraged me to, you know, they weren't paying for it. So if I wanted to go, I could take out student loans. And I guess at that time, what was about 15, I don't know, 17 years ago, 
that was what, what you did. It was just the norm. So I did that every semester. I would reapply for financial aid and it would be granted. And then um, at the time it was just like awesome because I would get enough money to pay for my books plus a little extra spending money back. And I had no clue when I graduated and got a job that, oh, well, those payments are starting six months later. And, um, you know, you did touch on the fact that the payments can be graduated based on your income. Um, but ultimately, the balance doesn't change. So all you're doing yeah, actually, is... Actually, <laughs> it, it can change. If you, if you pay too little, it can go up. Right, right. Exactly. It's definitely not going down. Um, so I did that in the beginning. I did the graduated payment options where I started out with a low monthly payments and I had multiple loans. So it wasn't like I was just making one payment. I was making three, four payments a month. And then at one point I consolidated two into one. But um, currently I do have two student loan payments every month. And, you know, I had looked into ways to consolidate and that sort of thing and it was, I was just completely shocked that I had accrued $46,000 in student loans wow. with um, interest. It's just crazy, you know. So during my financial burden times, the times where we were struggling and, and when I filed bankruptcy, I did put the loans in deferment. And, of course, the interest continued to accrue. I didn't have the money to pay it down. So all that just got tacked onto the principal. And, you know, everything went away in our uh, – in our bankruptcy, but the student loans. So they, they're, they're not, they're not going away. <laughs> so here I am, you know, 31 years old, um, teaching, but I'm not actually using my degree currently. I'm in HR, but you know, here I have this $46,000 in debt. Wow. So. And, and, and what was, do you remember what the balance was when you actually graduated? Oh, I think it was only around 30. So I was shocked. And now I got my master's. So I went on to get a master's as well, but that was all included in there, but still, I mean, I think even after the master's, you know, I've accrued about fifteen thousand more. <clears throat> so. uh, and, and, and and most of that was in in interest. In interest, for, correct. In interest, and I, I yeah. was actually I was reading something in, in here um, on one of the one of the articles, and I guess maybe I should post links to these at, at some point in time. I try to every once in a while, but uh, I I don't know I, with three hundred and. 24 followers on Facebook on the show. If I had a thousand likes versus just views, I might actually put it on there. Um, because <laughs> the likes at least give me an idea that they've at least clicked on that. But if there's four, you know, it, it's a different, different direction that we're going to have to go. But, on um, this one was, um, it was 40 million Americans now have student loan debt. It was written in September 10th, 2014. And it was on, uh, money.cnn.com. And it, it was talking. It gave the same statistics that the uh, the, the student loan debt that had uh, the people are graduating with has gone up from twenty three thousand to an average of twenty nine thousand. That kind of speaks towards about where you were, right? Yeah. And in this, there, there there's I didn't click on this one link, but it was one guy putting on here. I'm fifty seven and owe one hundred fifty two thousand dollars in student loans. Um, it's $1.2 trillion. I know that number is hard to uh, to be able to wrap our minds around. $1.2 trillion in student loans that are out there as of as of 2012. 
um, and, and student, it says student loans are the only credit vehicle. This is the positive that he was given. The only credit vehicle where a lender, that's not positive, my bad. Uh, student loans are the only credit vehicle where a lender continues to extend credit year after year without knowing the person's ability or even willingness to pay, said Michael Ranieri, vice president of analytics at Experian. You know why they might be interested in, in, in not, maybe they're not interested in, in the ability to pay is exactly what Alicia found out is you can't write them off. So somebody is going to pay them back. And believe it or not, if something were to happen, I read a horror story not too long ago. It was on, it was on, uh, um, I think it was on the Huffington Post that there was a, a couple guys that had, had killed themselves and their parents were being hounded to pay off the student loan debts. And this guy goes on to write, there is one positive aspect of all of this is that if you're in a strong financial situation, you make, an, make on-time payments, having a student loan can help you establish and improve your credit early on. And I just wrote, really? That's the <laughs> advice that you're giving people is that, hey, you have given your, you've made all these payments all this time so you can go get yourself in freaking more debt. And borrow more money to get – so now you can owe Bank of America or you can owe um, whoever it used to be countrywide, all these different mortgage companies and car companies. No, we are looking to eliminate it. And I'm telling you, if you join us in a dollar a day and we start eliminating millions if not billions of dollars worth of debt for individuals and we don't need to borrow money to buy anything, the power that we have is unfathomable. It's hard to imagine. Like I said, I don't think there's anything that we can do to stop the federal government from spending all the money that they're spending. They're just going to spend us into oblivion, and they're going to keep going to people and, and enticing them to vote for certain politicians so they can get paid on certain some certain program while they're not realizing they're voting themselves into servitude and slavery to, to whatever that program is. We are looking for true financial freedom. True financial freedom is not where you work for 30 years for a company, invest in a 401k into something you don't even know what it is so that you can save taxes today and later on pay, pull this money out at a tax rate. You don't even know what it is when you're 65 years old. No, that's not financial freedom. That means that you have just prolonged, just like prolonging the debt. You've prolonged the having to pay the taxes, but the politicians are extremely smart and figuring out how to get you to pay more money in taxes at some point in time versus less. And on top of that, on top of that, the financial companies have an incentive to have these things, these vehicles put into place because if they can have your money put, to, put away in mutual funds and all these different vehicles that they run themselves, if they can have your money in that for 30 years and taking half a percent or 1% or up to 2% in fees for 30 years, and you're not going to move it, man, that's a gravy train. That's a gravy train. But let's focus on the student loan debt because what I – like I said earlier, I hope and I pray that there are people listening to this show. We need to get this message out. One thing we're looking for some sponsors. We need help in getting this message out. And if someone will step up and help us get to these different locations, we can spread this – this around the country in a way that, that I can't even imagine. But we need help. We need people that are coming with us. We're, we're 19 strong right now. We need to be 19 million strong. 
and I am going to keep moving until I run out of money and I can't physically do it anymore. And we will – those 19 people, they're out there. How we get the information to them, I've started making some some moves that will allow us to to potentially get this this message out a little bit more. Because, folks, if you don't know about how this – if you're listening to the show, you kind of understand the power of it. But we have the ability with this show and the archives to be able to get this message out to millions of people throughout the entire country, frankly, throughout the entire world if we wanted to. If they only have an internet connection, we'll take an hour to listen. But I started making a move. I actually told the folks here in, in Wichita where I've been paying for advertising on the local shows that I'm no longer going to be paying for advertising after after April because I believe this show needs to exist. And that's $7,200 I could put towards this show and continuing it on. And hopefully we've had some great guests that are on the show, great um, projects that they're working on with John O'Sullivan and, and Changing the Game Project and Proactive Coaching, all those different places. But folks – we need your help. We need your help in keeping this thing alive and going on for for as long as we possibly can get it going. Alicia, what what would you tell people that are, are kids that are 18, 19 years old, graduating from high school after the experience that you've had? I wish I had had more um, information. I mean, I think that's the issue that People just do, um, they just go into debt because they don't know any better. So I just wish there was more information available to graduating seniors before they make that dive into college that they, you know, truly are pursuing a degree for a reason and not just because someone told them to, you know, because that's the thing with me. I went into um, a Spanish degree and I wasn't pursuing teaching in the beginning. So I added that on two years in. And here I am, you know, graduated in 2005 with my undergrad. Ten years later, I'm not even using it. So um, I think it's it's extremely important that, and I will encourage my own children the same, you know, I, I don't think that putting yourself into $40,000 of debt, um, right out, no one's prepared to handle that. So mm. I, I just think we need more education on the subject. And we just have to get away from the old school mentality that everyone needs to Go, you know, go to college and to get a good job and to support their family. Well, the the one dream you, that you that you had was the your your bakery, right? Yeah. Because I don't know how many people are listening. That you're you're the most amazing fitness coach that I know of. You 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 make cakes and pies and all these really good things <laughs> to to eat, and, and yet you're able to stay fit. So uh, <laughs> um, that that amazes me. Um, actually, eating a piece of cake doesn't make you fat. It's eating the whole cake that does. Correct. Correct. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I, I think as we grow with what we're doing with Complete Fitness, that's an aspect that, that I would like to add to it is, is to start providing some of this information to, to high school students and, and, and whatnot. Because, you know, it, it is one of those things where you don't really – you can't comprehend it at 18 years old or 17 no. years old. And frankly, I couldn't – like I said earlier in the show, I couldn't comprehend it at 24 years old when we were borrowing money to start the business. And um, 20 years later, yeah. Think about that. You're 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 31, right? Yes. I'm I'm 43. I'll be 44 in a couple of months. Half of my life, I've had to deal with this horror that is debt, and I don't think I'm alone out there. I think part of the problem for people that are struggling with debt is to talk to somebody about it because, frankly, they're embarrassed. Right. 
no, no one likes to talk about. Maybe that's why we don't, you know, I, I talked to several people that asking them if they know people who have student loan debt. Well, maybe it's because we, we don't ever ask or they don't, or, or they're embarrassed to talk about it. But look, right. you know, it, it, it's one thing in the fitness side. If someone is 80 pounds overweight, you don't have to ask them if, if, if they are overweight. You can see it. And you can't make them do anything about it. That's up to them to be able to do that. But with, with the debt, it, 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 I, I sit and wonder at times, considering my experience with it, if how many other people have gone through that, that same deal? How many people – uh, you know, I read those horror stories, like I said, on Huffington Post, where there were literally kids that in their mid-20s taking their lives because they didn't see a way out. But we are here to try to provide that way out. But some, what we've got to find is people who maybe have some debt that are still willing to give a dollar a day to help someone else because, look, we're going to teach you how to get, get out of the debt, but we're also going to help others do it. Have you ever done the math? Uh, Alicia, if we had a million people join us on this on this crusade, I guess is the best way of putting it, a million people, that's $30 million a month. And Alicia can vouch for this, that, that we at Complete Fitness, we don't touch any of that money. You know, a lot of people will say, well, I want to give to this charity or that charity, but I um I, I I don't because only fifty cents on the dollar goes d- directly to the people who need the help. Well, if you're giving a dollar a day in complete fitness, you're giving it directly to the person, and one hundred percent of your money is going to help them. Now, like I said, we do need sponsors. We need people that will that will step up and and, and maybe um, do some advertising on the show on the website, places like that, to where we can uh, afford to get the message out even more. Um, right. But. Uh, um, Alicia, are you going to be able to stay with us for the third segment, or do you need to go? Oh, I can stay, sure. All righty. Well, we're going to go to a break right now. We'll get back from it. We're going to hit on this this some more, and I'm going to ask Alicia to talk talk a lot more. And we are going to kill debt because, like I said at the end of the first segment, alone we can be strong, but together we're powerful. And if you'll join us, we can become powerful and killing the Leviathan that is death. I mean, is debt. See you then. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Women can live their lives to the fullest and realize their dreams for growth and greatness. Georgine Summers knows. As host of On the Edge, Georgine will give you powerful tools and rules to help you change direction in your life and get rid of the fears that stop you from living your dreams. Stretch your boundaries and become the amazing person you've always wanted to be. On the Edge with Georgine Summers airs live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show, and I am Mickey Ellison. Uh, Today with me is is Alicia Smith, who I consider one of my my good, good friends, and hopefully you're going to have some new attire to, to post onto the Facebook page here in the next couple of days. So uh, um, Alyssa's with us. We're hitting on student, loan to, student loans today, but guys, this, this is not a show today about entertainment. This is about a call to action, a call for people to step out of their comfort zone. Email me, Mickey at MickeyAllison.com. Ask me questions about this. You can ask Alicia questions about this if, if you're friends with her on Facebook. And, and, and student loan debt is one of the most horrific things I've ever encountered in my life, how our society is taking kids. They're graduating from college with mortgage payments or two mortgage payments before they actually have a house to pay for. You know, most people – in, in prior generations, they would graduate from, from high school or college, and you know, they, they kind of wandered into debt. You know, I, my, first, my first experience with debt was actually my first car. I had, I, I had sworn I had a certain car I wanted, and I was going to get it, and I didn't care if it cost me $400 a month to have that car. And uh, um, a couple years later, before we actually decided to start the, start the business – I was getting stuck in a job that I absolutely hated. By the way, you talk about Alicia majoring in something that, uh, that that you're not even doing later on. I majored in something human resources to find out really quick that that stunk for me. I had no <laughs> desire to do that. You know, they, uh, um, I, the rules and the regulations. I'm sure you run into all the rules and the regulations in, in, in your bakery that are just a waste of time and money. I mean, for heaven's sakes. You want to make cakes and pies and, and food for people that taste good, and you're probably not going to put things in there that poison them because you'd like for them to come back and spend money again. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, you know, it, it, it's understanding. I, 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 I struggle at times on the show because I don't want to go into, into too much 
into a, into topics that bore people and it goes above their heads. And, and I do tend to go that direction every now and then. If you're not familiar with the financial industry, um, you know, maybe you don't understand that the entire economy is run on debt. Maybe you don't understand that that if you're 20, 28 years old or not 28, maybe 19 years old in 2008, you may not even be aware that the economy almost collapsed. And frankly, I sit here and go, well, I'm not going to worry about that because there's nothing that I can do to prevent that from happening. But we can prevent the economies of individuals from collapsing. We can take those people. You know, did, I don't know if you've gotten to, to hear the story from from Andrea, um, uh, Alicia. She was on last week, and just the hope that she she was given. And I am so fired up to announce that probably in the next month, instead of being someone receiving a dollar a day, she's going to be giving it. And um, it, you don't. You've never met her. There's you know the the two Aaron's have never met her. Deidre's never met her, but. Each one of the of you guys have given her hope in not just financially, hope in humanity, hope in people that there really are people out there that will give expecting nothing in return because the, the, the things that you actually get in return go beyond just financial. They go beyond financial. And, and folks, student loan debt is, is the one that, again, it irks me the most because – like many of us that, that have, have made bad decisions regarding debt, most of us didn't make those decisions as 17- or 18-year-old kids that were told for years and years and years the only way to get ahead is to get a college education. And I'm not knocking a college education because I think it's important. But understanding, you know, understanding that at 17 or 18, you may have in mind what you want to do for a living. That may change by the time you're 20, and by the time you actually get out of college and get a job, you it, it changes into something else that you didn't even major in. I, I have a degree from Vanderbilt University. I play every once in a while on this show like, uh, like I don't know a whole lot. But, you know, I'm tired of doing that because I do. I do know things that – you know. I graduated from that university. I, I passed the stupid test to become a certified financial planner that did nothing for my clients in 2008. And then I told them to stick it and gave them their $700. They could keep their $700 every two years to be a part of their fraternity. Um, but, but understanding the issues with debt and how we're controlled by it each and every day. If you're personally in debt, you know. I drive every day. Not every day, but a couple times a week to take my youngest kid, Alicia, to, to baseball practice. And when when we're driving there, there's a there's an intersection here in Wichita that gets backed up every day from from five until um, probably about five thirty or six o'clock. And I remember one day driving with Jackson and and looking down there, I said, Jackson, that's just misery. Can you imagine? All the hours that these people spend in their in their cars each and every day away from their family to uh, and granted this is I'm talking to an eight year old, but I said, can you imagine having to stay in that every single day? And this is Wichita. This isn't a place like L.A. where people are stuck in traffic for hours upon hours. But why are we in those lines? Why? Is it one to pay for the bills that, uh, and the debt that you have? Is it to live this grand lifestyle that you want to be able to live? 
when you're spending eight hours a day at work and, and another two hours in traffic away from the family, which is, is the, my, what I've learned over time, my kids don't care about the stuff I buy them. They care about the time I spend with them. And having a $300,000 house that you've got to work 60 hours a week to pay for and lose the time from those kids, was it worth it? Was it worth it? So what this call of action today is, is about, if you haven't figured it out, is to join us $1 a day. $1 a day. It's a, it's a stop at Quick Trip or 7-Eleven to, to get a drink or a coffee. Actually, if you're going to Starbucks, you know what? Those are $4, so stop at McDonald's and get one for a dollar. And you can change the lives of millions of people. But we're not going to do it if you sit here and listen to this show and do nothing. If you sit here, you come to our events and you do nothing. I actually had someone at the event, and it just drives me nuts, Alicia. It drives me nuts when I hear people say, well, we're, all, we're, we're doing this stuff to help other people. This was one person that said this at one of the events was a client of mine. I know how much money they have. And I went, for God's sakes, you can't give a dollar a day to help somebody else out of debt. And can you imagine, Alicia, what happens if we're all out of debt? What good can we do then? Yeah, really. Yeah. You know, Kay- Kaylee um, Hennessy's been on the show before. She mentioned one day that you know, one of her dreams is to be able to have a food pantry of organic food. Well, if we're all out of debt, we can go and help people do this. If we run on, if people run on hard times, we can have the churches stock full of food, so they don't have to get on food stamps. They can go to actual other people who care about them. They're not just a number. They're not just a number. That's why I hesitate to give the statistics that I give earlier on on the show, talking about um, well, there is 1.2 trillion dollars in student loan debt out there, and there's uh, millions of people that are in student loan debt because we lose track of the humanity. We lose track of these people that are actually suffering from from the debt. Um, these stories that I have, just Google it. Google student loan debt stories, and you'll find story after story after story of, of kids who were sold a bill of goods that you had to do this this in order to move ahead in, in, in life. While at the same time, places like my alma mater are charging 50 grand a year for a gra- for, for a degree that I don't know, unless you're going to be a doctor, I didn't really need, and most people don't need. Um, Alicia, talk a little bit more about uh, – go back, because there may be some people that are just joining us. Tell us again, when, when you graduated, your, your parents – didn't pay for college. You know, another one I, I, I like that's out there is, is, well, you need to save more for in 529 plans and all these things for your kids to go to school. Have you ever seen the amount that you have to uh, to save for your kids to go to college, assuming the, the inflation rate of college right now? You know, I've got two kids. It's $1,000 a month, at least it, when they were born, to be able to put away. And that's assuming a certain interest rate that you may or may not even get. And on top of that, I'm supposed to pay for a house for them to live in. I'm supposed to pay for food for them to eat. I'm supposed to pay for clothes for them to wear. I'm supposed to to pay for their other activities. And and then I'm supposed to save for my own retirement. We're putting stress on people like like never before in a time when we have the greatest technological advances in the history of the world. Yet people are stressed. They're they're seeking – I actually had – 
Alicia, I, I, we did a, couple, a show a couple weeks ago um, about pause before you post because I'm sure you've seen people post some nasty stuff on, on Facebook or Pinterest. And I, I, I'm, I'm the old guy, so I'm not familiar with all of these uh, other things. And there was a story that uh, that that my guest had had talked about that one of his kids that played basketball for him had committed suicide, and his sister saw some posts on Facebook the night before he, uh, some time before he did it, that he was taking a turn for something nasty, and she regrets it to this day. Um, and, and I don't know why I go there. It's just because I, I sit and, and I wonder how many folks that are out there on Facebook they're seeking they're seeking companionship, they're seeking friendship. Um, they're seeking people to listen to them, but yet we don't talk to one another. But uh, um, and, and it just—I know I, I'm rambling on at this point in time, but I don't know what to say to get people to join us. If I did, we'd have 19 million people doing it right now instead of 19. If if there are people listening to, to the show and, and you hear these stories and and, and you sit back and you go, well, um, that was a great show. You know, I don't care if it was a good show or a bad show. Help us to help these people out of debt. Help people not to suffer for 20 years like my wife and I did. And thank God I have the wife that I do because so many marriages have ended in divorce. Don't, you know, I, I, I talked to uh, um, Andrea a little bit about this, and I can relate to the, the feelings where you get to that point where you just want to give up. You got to that point, not did you not, Alicia? I did. It was it was a huge strain on our marriage for sure. And, and 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 you were able to get some relief through 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 bankruptcy, but again, the student loans for the most part are not something that you can write off. Um, right. So I look for people to 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 listen to the show and to and to respond. Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. I will respond to the email because I get like two a. Uh, two every month from people that listen to the show. So if I got 20, I can probably get to those as well. But talk to us, invite us into, into your communities so that we can come together as communities and start to help people out of debt. But at the same time, when, we're, when you're helping those folks out of debt, once they're out of debt, again, think about the power of what we can do with no debt, the people that we can help. Possibly helping the country out and not needing to uh, rely on the, on the government for, for food stamps when we're actually help. We, uh, I don't know. Let's see on a monthly basis. We, my family spends about 1500 to $2,000 a month on debt. Um, Alicia, is that a number you'd like to give out? Uh, what we spend on debt? Yeah. I would say, we're probably around fourteen hundred. Yep. Okay. So um, imagine what you could do with that fourteen hundred dollars in your pocket to to yeah. to give to to someone else. Um, hey, what if you just spent it at the lo- one of the local stores there in, in in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania? That money went to someone that needed a job. Right. But but we we can do so much. I'm going to keep saying it over and over and over again that alone. We can be strong, but together we can be powerful. But together right now is 19. We're 19 strong, and, and the blessings that, that Andrea has had and the first person that we were helping um, when we were giving some money, th- th- those blessings can be compounded each and every month. We're 19. I would like to see us at, at some point in time at 19 million. 
but we can't get there if you don't respond to us, if you don't contact us, if you don't invite us into into your churches, into your communities, all throughout the nation to come spread this message. And Alicia, one of the things you pointed out is that uh, you wish you would have had someone to turn to to talk about the the possibly the debt and making some of those decisions at an early age. Um, and, and we maybe if we get to the point where we get enough sponsorship, we can provide that type of that type of stuff. We're also going to be providing um, classes. Some of you are, are taking classes with Dave Ramsey, which is great. But um, we, we want to help you through those those circumstances. But one dollar a day can change the world. One dollar a day, and I pray that there are former students and students that are that are dealing with student loan debt that you will be the ones to contact us because there is there there is passion in youth, and you guys can literally change the world for your generation and generations to come. Alicia, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. We're getting ready to to end it, and um, I'm just going to make one more plea. One more plea, a dollar a day. Contact us. Let us know how how you'd like to, to help find out more inf- information about what we're doing. And um, we'll keep spreading the, mo- the, the, the message. Just like Will Trump told me, Mickey, it's right. God's going to move in his time. Your job is to just keep moving. So we're just going to keep moving, and together we're going to become powerful. Hope you'll join us next week on the show. We'll see you then. Thanks, Alicia, for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right, see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here, too.